Hello and welcome to the, uh, I'm not going to name the uh, the number because I can't remember, um, the latest episode of the uh, Northcote Dynamics 365 podcast. Um, this week, uh, we've got a project manager, contract project manager, um, Sharon White. Hello, Sharon. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. Good. Yeah, thank you for taking the time to join us. I know you're very busy on your project, uh, or your program, I should say. Um, but I, yeah, I, I've in in prep for this i had to really think about how long i've known you for and it's actually you know what in the grand scheme of things it's not it's not ages ages it's it's about four years i'd say yeah um and you were you were referred to me by um one of our mutual friends i think at the time for a role that i was recruiting for um to give everyone a bit of background um and then you ended up securing that role and you're still there as a contractor, which is, ever since, yes. it, it was, it was only ever going to be a short-term contract as these things always are, but um, they inevitably turn into years and years, some of them. So, uh, so, so yeah, there you go. Um, but I think um, one of the, yeah, obviously you can say you're a project manager, but I think one of the things I like to ask is, um, is about your skill set. I, I would describe you one way, but you've probably got a different idea. How would you describe your, your skill set these days, Sharon? Um, I, I think, to be honest, I think pro- project management is, is the key to, to what I do, I guess. But, mm. you know, my skills are much broader than that. And I believe that, you know, where I add value is that I'm, um, I'm a good um, people manager. I'm mm. a good communicator and stakeholder manager. Um, which I know comes part and parcel of being a project manager, but I think it, you know, it, it's important that um, that that skill, you know, has helped me become quite senior and quite valued in the roles that I've had because, mm-hmm. you know, people, I work well with people, but also I um, I have a very sort of pragmatic attitude. So, you know, the skills, the, the skills of a project manager being able to be organized and plan and, you know, um, manage risks, that's, that's great on, on paper. But I think the reality is you also need to have um, that that communication skill and um, people right. skill to be successful. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's project management. So it, from a from a kind of dynamics um, viewpoint through a dynamics lens, it's it. Well, when I first knew you, it was dynamics CRM, and now it's dynamics CE. Is that is that fair? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so my my skills initially were were sort of on the customer service side, but mm-hmm. that's broadened now to the full sort of CE breadth. Um, and I'm keep myself up to date with you know all the new the new features that come um, along with with CE. But yes, it's it, it covers that. That's a full-time job in itself, isn't it? Keeping you up to date with uh, all the the, all the latest. Changes. Yes, it is, and I don't pretend to know everything about everything. But I think the main thing is is to is to try and know a little about everything, so that you know you're aware of how the product is developing, and you know potentially then if you're working with a client that has a, a need, you can then drill down into. Um, more detail but at least be aware of yeah how the product is developing right yeah so i was um i just had a quick glance at your linkedin um to look at sort of when you got into dynamics and it was roughly maybe was it 10 years ago roughly that that sort of yes god yeah yes yes i mean same yeah yeah Yeah. ditto right so but obviously before that you were involved in other applications um how how did you get into for for the benefit of people listening to this right how did you get into dynamics what was your what was your entry point um my entry point was um 
was I, I'd be working with Salesforce. Um, so it's, it's, an, okay. it's an interesting one, actually, because I never intended to go into dynamics as such. Um, you know, I'd started my career as a, as a developer, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And then, <laughs> many, many years ago. Um, and then went through because I, you know, be, I, I guess, again, because of my people you know side my um my people skills mm. i went into technical training so training developers um okay. and then into more sort of end user training um and then eventually decided that i wanted to do more consultancy mm. than training and the first consultancy job that i got was um was salesforce so okay, and that, nice. that sort of started my journey into more you know specializing more in applications rather than sort of general you know um sort of office apps and one thing or another or development um toolkits so i then focused on crm um so i spent a bit of time with a couple of other crm packages you know along the you know along the way mm. and then went I can't even remember the, the clients in all honesty, um, but I, I, I got a, um, a role on a, you know, on a project, a CRM project that happened to be dynamic. So it wasn't my dynamics experience. It was my CRM experience, you know, my customer, right. you know, customer journey experience, et cetera. Um, and that took me into dynamics. And from then on, I pretty much exclusively worked with, um, with Microsoft products wow and you've never looked never looked back never looked back no. <laughs> yeah so so your journey is is I, I i didn't even you know i didn't even know you used to be a developer oh How my awful God. we've known each other for years too many um, years ago but okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so but so actually when when people are talking to you kind of go well actually i do understand that because i used to be a developer um so so actually development um technical um technical kind of leadership technical training um and then into more consultancy salesforce and to and obviously which is crm and then in, into into dynamics yeah. wow that's but that's quite a journey um it is and along the way i've also worked a lot with oracle financials um, oh, right, so okay. i sort of diversified for a while but i found I, in all honesty i prefer um crm to you know sort of financials even though i you know implemented financials for a couple of companies some quite big you know implementations um i it's not my my favorite subject um accounts payable accounts receivable etc so i've sort of you know i drifted back away from that and <laughs> back into crm <laughs> i mean i know you've been a contractor for, for years right but what um what what drove you into into becoming a contractor versus staying permanent with someone um i think the the variety and the challenge um so a couple of times in my life, I've, you know, I, I, I felt the need to have a permanent job, you know, once. At one point when my children were young, I needed the, you mm. know, I, I needed the kind of like stability, financial mm. also, as well as knowing where I was, mm. you know, where I was going to work, because it's impossible to arrange childcare if you're, you know, if you're having to right. sort of disappear up north for two weeks on a, you know, or two months on a contract. So, you know, at the time that my family were, were very young, and that's a good many years ago, um, I felt that permanent roles suited me better because of that kind of stability. Um, but my... I, I think at heart, I'm always a, I've always been a consultant. You know, I like to have different clients. Um, I've worked partner side as well. I've not mm. always been client side. I've worked partner side as well. And I love the variety of different projects, you know, different um, challenges, different implementations. Um, and I, you know, and, and I get that through contracting. 
What, what's your view? So I, I was talking to someone yesterday and they said, I mean, they were, they were very black and white about it. They said, I, I, I wouldn't hire a contractor who hasn't got anything, you know, uh, anything less than sort of seven, eight years of experience in dynamics in general, because they've not seen enough of what works, what doesn't work, what's good, what's bad, what they should do, what they shouldn't do. Um, and so they're not going to be uh, the right kind of value to me. What do you, what do you think about the idea that you need to be permanent for several years before you become a contractor? Um, I, I, again, it very much depends on the person. I mm. don't think that's necessarily true. Um, I think one of the, the, the key things is, is the experience and the, um, the ability to be a self-starter and to also to, to learn on your own time. And, you know, right. that, that person, whether they're <clears throat> permanent, whether they're contract, that's more valuable to me. Um, absolutely, you know, experience is, is key. And, you know, the more implementations you've been, you know, involved with, the more mm. you get that experience. However, you've got to start somewhere. And mm. I think, you know, it, I've met some really, really good people over the years that all they needed was a bit of mentorship to be able to, mm. you know, achieve their full potential. Um, so I wouldn't discount if somebody hasn't been a permanent employee for, you know, for, for five years. I would want to understand more about their journey and, right. you know, how they how they improve their mm. own knowledge and skills as well. Um, mm which is, you know, to me is part of, you know, it's part of my, my way of doing things. I don't, you know, I, I actively go out there and, and learn. Um, I love learning. I'm still learning every day is a, you know, I learn something new. So, Mm. yeah. So you talk about being, being proactive. I think, yeah, I think, you know, having a business myself, I think I can, I can attest to the fact that I've never worked so long and, and, you know, never had so, well, so few days off ever. I can't remember the last time I had a day off actually this year. Um, but being a contractor, I think as a, would you agree there's a bit of a misconception that, yeah, the money's great and it's all fantastic and there's no downside to it, but actually you've, you've, you've always just got to, got to be sort of ahead of the curve slightly, right? Because you're, you haven't got that, permanent job to fall back on you haven't got that safety blanket of a, of a company to wrap around um it, you're just you on your own really oh, and the customer's absolutely. looking to you for your expertise absolutely um you know there's an expectation of a contractor in many ways that that, that you that, you know you deliver more value than a permanent employee because you know mm. in, in a lot of organizations you're perceived as being overpaid <laughs> <laughs> um yes you know and 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 therefore i believe again you know that you have to be prepared to do what it takes to get the job done you know I mean I never take it for granted to me you know that the reason I've been in this current contract for over three years is because they know that I will do what needs to be done and if that Mm -hmm. means working weekends if that means you know being on call during a go live yeah yeah, that that's part that comes part and parcel with it um Mm -hmm. Yes, there's times when I think, oh, if I was permanent, I would have had a two-week holiday in the summer because yeah. it would be paid. And I'll get paid for it. Exactly. Yeah, great. But, <laughs> but you know, that's, uh, you have to weigh up all of these things. You know, if that's what motivates you, if paid holiday or paid sick is what motivates you, then fine. Maybe you're not, co- you know, cut out to be a contractor. But mm. to me, the benefits definitely outweigh the kind of the negatives. And, and the negatives can be that, you know, that 
that yeah great I can work from home woohoo but you know I'm sitting there at 10 o'clock at night sometimes because I'm trying to catch up with all my emails because I've been on eight hours of calls you Mm, know and would I do that as an employee possibly possibly not depends again Mm. on the person would I go well I'm clocking off at five that's it because I get you know that's that's what I do you know so yeah so that's a nice segue into my next my next question. So people are listening to this maybe at the beginning of their careers or or maybe they're um, in another application or, or maybe they just kind of have hit a, a bit of a bump in the road or something like that. And they're thinking, well, how do I get to where Sharon is right now? What would your advice be to someone to progress, to move on within Dynamics Consulting? Find a mentor. Um, Great advice. I'll, 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 t- I'll tell you a story. I, I know, John, you mm. know my John. So my, mm, my son, yeah. um, so my partner and I are both dynamics consultants. Um, we, you know, uh, my partner's been in, in sort of CRM, Siebel, all that kind of stuff, mm. probably for many, many years as well. Um, and at one point, a few years ago, we had a direct client to our limited company um, mm-hmm. and they needed some low level configuration doing. So we put forward my son who had just come out of a kind of call center job, was feeling a little bit demotivated, wanted a career change, couldn't decide what he wanted to do. Technically, very, you know, very bright. Um, mm-hmm. So what we did was we, we put him in for free and we taught him how to configure dynamics and therefore and we took the risk you know that we we took the financial risk and the obviously the quality you know assurance piece um now i'm not saying that everybody can do that but there are a lot of partners that maybe would take on you know would take on a junior and and provide that kind of support but but our view was you know we could keep the client happy you know, by, mm. by doubling up on our effort, you know, on configuration so that, you know, the more technical stuff my other half could do, um, my son could, could do the, you know, the simpler stuff. And he learned so much on that. I think it was about six months. He learned so mm. much to the point that he, when that finished, he was able to go straight out and get his own contract. And, That's mad, isn't it? You know, wow. he, and, and it was because he got our support and, and training without giving him formal training. He just worked alongside us, you know, every day. Well, how do I do this? What do I do? You know, don't understand this. You know, he, he would be listening into all of the discussions. And then six months later, he, he got his first contract as a um, dynamics consultant. And oh, probably six years later, he's now um, a lead architect at uh, one of the big partners. Which is, which is mad, yeah. isn't it? But that just shows that it's, it's, it's aside from the, the mentoring mm. that, that you guys gave him, it's the willingness to learn. It's the willingness oh my to God, absolutely. In and to apply. A- absolutely. You know? he, he sees the opportunity. To be fair to him, mm. it wasn't just our brilliance of <laughs> mentoring. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely sees the opportunity. He recognised yeah. it as an opportunity, not just, oh, well, I can, you know, I, I can sort of earn a bit of money or, you know few quid or whatever he recognized it as an opportunity and he embraced it and he has the same kind of ethic i think work ethic um and the same sort of thirst for knowledge that we do you yeah. know and um it's yeah that very you know he's very successful now in his career i mean that's great advice i mean people yeah people i mean i've i've met um I mean, obviously in my time recruiting loads of people and 
I could only really relate to companies I've personally worked in, but a lot of people who have great potential don't have the right mentors. Yeah. Um, and I think even if they're doing very well now, they I think they they might miss that yeah. gap um, or they might not acknowledge that gap. But it's so yeah, you're absolutely right. So evil, I've got one. So important to have a mentor. Um, so uh, this kind of this leads on to my final point. So this isn't a recruitment podcast. It won't ever be. Um, but I, I really think it's important to understand a bit about perceptions etc and what we should do and we shouldn't do um in, in your opinion having spoken to too many recruiters probably over the years what what do you think they should um start doing keep doing and stop oh okay so hmm. one of my pet hates is unsolicited um cvs coming through you know or emails. right okay and 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 you know it's especially when you're in a, in a in a position in a role where you may or may not be a hiring manager but you know mm. if i want help or resources i will go and find them you know with the help of of trusted you know um mm. recruitment companies i don't need somebody sending me cvs um uh, for no reason and and the thing that upsets me most about that is they're actually doing their 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 client a disservice as well that you know that the um the person mm. that's looking for that role because they're putting you know they're, they're putting people in front of me who actually i'm going to reject purely because i have no relationship with this recruitment company and that poor person mm. that's trusting that recruitment company to find them the right role do they or do they not know that their cv is being sort of you know distributed that's a, a lot of the time they don't yeah. know right um but that's that's very bad so that's that's stop doing what what do you think recruiters in general dynamic recruiters should start doing and keep doing? i think they should they should i should think they should build relationships they should understand mm. the the clients the um yeah not only the, what the clients are trying to do but also the culture you know um i mean you and i have worked long in, you know long enough together now you know the type of person that i'm likely to recruit because they're mm-hmm. going to mix in if i've managed to <laughs> stay in my contract for sort of you know almost four years there's going to be a type of person that will thrive in that environment whether it, you know whichever client it is they you know right. so so just get to know try and understand the type of person that thrives in a client environment and and get to know your you know your your um, candidates and try and match them not only mm. on skill set but also on you know personality attitude all the soft skills because it is interesting that the people that thrive in the company that I'm working for have a particular type of you know sort of attitude and uh, and the people that don't thrive or don't last mm. can't you know obviously can't work successfully in that type of environment now, every company has got a different environment. I'm not saying it's, you know, it, it's mm. particular to one organization, but companies have got different types of environments. So I think it, it's a value add for a recruiter to try and get under the skin a bit, not just look at the technical implementation or the technical skill set, but actually how the team is structured, you know, who are the, the kind of the key players and try and sort of match as well on, maybe on personality and background more than just technical skill. So to be more like that trusted yeah. advisor 
um, like an extension to the business, not just to just to go a bit yeah. deeper. Um, because I mean, as I, I was saying to a client yesterday, you know, if, if someone is because I position myself in I, I'm not the kind of person that sends 10 profiles. If you want that kind of person, I'm not, I'm not the right solution. I said, but I would argue that the person that's sending the 10 profiles for 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 one position, they're not doing their job properly. Um, because they should be filtering everything for you and in order to do that they need to be a bit more under the bonnet with the business yeah. so yeah absolutely right and what, what about what about keep doing what are they doing what, what are we what are we doing currently that's that's great and you should uh we should carry on um i'm sorry i've got a, a dog barking in the background you might just <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> um yeah again i think you've hit the nail on the head please pre-screen cvs before you send them through you know anybody that does that is 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 absolutely fantastic in my book because you know when you're delivering multiple projects you know you've got lots of other things going on and you have a role to fill you actually want the best cvs not every cv that happens to be around right um, no, that's a, that's a very yeah. good point. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I just know that, that I would rather look at two or three really good CVs than have 10 sent to me what I have to try and figure out. Because I feel that that's, to me, that's laziness mm. on the recruiter's part because they haven't got to know their, you know, their candidates well enough to be able to go, oh, okay, out of these 10, there's two or three here that really, you know, tick the boxes. So, yeah, that's... No, that's a that's a very good point. Thank you for that. And um, I've, we've covered loads. Wow, thank you. Is is there is there is there is there anything that maybe we've missed out? Anything you'd like to add at all, Sharon? No, not really. I just think it's a you know, in in my view, it's um, I, I think I'm very lucky to be in an industry that I love that's mm. constantly changing, that gives me every opportunity to, you know, upskill myself. And yeah, it's you know, it's certainly a, a, a career that given given my chance again i would follow the same path hmm. no that's great you know what what endorsement dynamics is i mean i'm, I'm the same dynamics is great but um sharon i'll let you get back to your your program management <laughs> thank you for taking the time really appreciate it and uh, we'll it's speak soon thank you, thanks bye-bye thanks